Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Objective Health. I am your host, Doug, and we have a full contingent with us today. I'm joined by Erica, Elliot, and Tiff. Hello. Hello. <clears throat> so on today's show, we are going to be talking about, we were just kind of noticing that AIDS is making a big, a big comeback in the news currently um, in a couple of different contexts. But the first one that we're going to cover is um, probably the one where it's actually called VADES instead of AIDS. And it stands for <clears throat> Vaccinated Acquired Immunodeficiency Syndrome. No, Vaccine Acquired Immunodeficiency Syndrome. Um, basically, the idea being that the vaccines seem to be um, suppressing people's immune system. Um, so the first article we took a look at was one uh, excellent article, actually, that I recommend everybody go and check out. It's on the expose, and it was called Official Data Suggests the Triple Vaccinated Are Developing Acquired Immunodeficiency Syndrome at an Alarming Rate. It was on uh, January 15th of this year. So in it, um, they basically go through... Um, what I really liked about it, actually, is they went through the data... Um, that's being released by the UKHSA, um, which stands for the UK Health Security Agency. Um, they went through the data that they've been releasing on, I believe, a weekly basis um, and used the same parameters that Pfizer used to make their claim that uh, the vaccine is 95% effective. And they kind of were just going through uh, week by week or like chunk of week by chunk of week um, to show how effective the vaccine is in the real world, as opposed to what Pfizer claimed it was in their study. Um, and never did it once reach 95% effective. Um, as you scroll through, you see there's a number of different charts there. Um, and it's basically just uh, amassing data for you know, different chunks of weeks. So week 33 to week 36, I think is the first one. And then there's week 37. Uh, yeah, week 41 to 44, um, et cetera, et cetera. But if, um, Damien, if you scroll down to the gray graphs, because that's kind of where they're compiling data, um, you can see where uh, the, it's further down than that. Um, yeah, there it is. You can see where, like, you know, people's immunity is waning. So that white line that goes across there, I don't know how well everybody can see that, but there's a white line that goes across there. That's the 0% range, right? So that basically anything that dips under that level means that the vaccine is negatively effective compared to being unvaccinated. So above that line is the percentage that it is you're better off being vaccinated versus unvaccinated as soon as it dips below that line or as soon as it hits zero it means they're at parity that the vaccine the vaccinated and the unvaccinated are exactly the same there's no advantage or disadvantage so you can see that with um regular vaccinations immunity is dipping you can see the different lines are the different age groups um you can see that uh, the red line there is the 70 to 79 age range. The, well, there's a lot of orange ones there, but the one orange one is the 80 plus range. And at week 37, which is the, the second data point on that graph, is when people got boosted. 
So you can see in some of the contingents, the immunity is kind of rising, rising, rising. It peaks at week 45, and then it tanks again. And so basically, most of the age ranges are actually in the negative effective um, efficacy group by week 49. So what they're basically showing is that over time, the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated are actually having their immune system tank out. Not It's not just that the vaccine kind of wears off and then they go back to normal. It's that the vaccine wears off and then they, they tank. They go below, like you'd be better off so if you weren't vaccinated. They're worse off than what they were worse before off. they were vaccinated. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just to like um, explain the point. So they're listed in percentages, right? So so 0% or 0% would be 0% added protection against COVID compared to unvaccinated, right? right? 100% would be provides 100% extra prote protection. So double the amount of protection against COVID. Alternatively, anything below 0% means that they are um, a certain percentage more likely to get COVID or less protected against COVID than un unvaccinated. So, for instance, if it's if you know if it if it's uh, minus one hundred percent, it means that they are one hundred percent more likely to get the virus. Zero percent is is the cutoff point. That's like the equal, right? Anything below zero means they are actually faring off worse than unvaccinated individuals. And it's interesting too, if you look at the um, the chart that's uh, between week 49 and 52, and you kind of take a look at the, the percent effectiveness, in the age range of 18 to 29, they're at negative 123%. 30 to 39, negative 138%. 40 to 49, negative 151%. And the other numbers, you know, you can keep going down the chart, the chart yourself there and see. So it's like people's immune systems are tanking. And mind you, like it should be said that this only applies to COVID. We don't know if this has a, like a broader um, broader range. You know, if somebody is having their, their uh, immune system is tanking in regards to COVID, we don't know if that means that they'd still be as likely to get influenza or something along those lines. Um, so, you I know, I suspect it, that it would. If so your immune system sucks in one area, why would it not suck in all areas? Yeah. I mean, but they have a, a flu vaccine now for people in the U.S. that they're giving in addition to the, the same time as yeah. a COVID shot. Yeah. Right. So yeah. they've, they've uh, planned for that. Yeah. But it's just uh, it's funny because the America's frontline doctors um posted an article called Vaccine Acquired Immune Deficiency Syndrome, VADES. We should anticipate seeing this immune erosion more widely. Um, and that was on, that was last year, actually, December 6th of 2021. Um, so they were already talking about it, you know, a couple months back. Um, and they actually call it being uh, vaccine addicted. Because it's kind of like you see... Um, in the uh, the graphs of the previous uh, chart, that there are these kind of um, when they when people get a booster, it looks like it actually does improve immunity temporarily. It's kind of like you get it for you know however many weeks, um, but then it tanks again. 
So it's kind of like getting people like your immune system becomes addicted to these vaccines where they have to keep on taking a booster over and over and over again in order to get normal immune response, anything above 0%. So they were caught, they were referring to it as a uh, vaccine addiction, um, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. It was like comparing the months. It was like what, what they showed was that it might temporarily improve the kind of protection against COVID for like a month or one or two months, but then it actually takes them way below baseline. And they never actually return back to baseline, baseline being non-vaccinated. So any way that you look at this, like any way that you look at this, the vaccine increases the likelihood of getting COVID. If these people are getting COVID, if they're measuring it by PCR tests, I mean, it's difficult. We, we don't know exactly what the numbers like, how, 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 how that looks in real life. But at the same time, you know, when we factor in all of the other research that we've spoken about in numerous shows prior to this, about the known mechanisms by which this vaccine is said to suppress the immune system, and there are numerous mechanisms, and we've spoken about them, and many other people have spoken about them, and they're very well documented. Um, some have been demonstrated, some are theoretical, but are plausible. It's like when you start seeing results like this, well, is it really any wonder that the people who get the vaccines are the ones who are way more likely to catch COVID or potentially any other kind of virus or any other kind of disease? I mean, not only uh, infections, but we're also seeing massive increases in cancer. I mean, we did a show like maybe last month, I think it was, um, specifically looking, uh, we, were, we were talking about uh, various doctors who have reported their findings of increased rates of strange can cancers, very odd cancers. Mm -hmm. In the VAERS database, there's been very strange, rare forms of leukemia and like lymphomas and all of this other kind of stuff which generally can be related to immune system dysfunction. You know, our immune system is not only meant to detect foreign pathogens, but it's also meant to identify rogue cells or cells that have kind of need to be destroyed. And one of the reasons for cancer um, occurrence in the first place is that the immune system cannot tag and destroy those rogue cells. And, and there's this kind of continual cell division. And it, ultimately cancer, you know, no matter what the cause, there is always a degree of immune dysfunction or kind of mild immunosuppression um, to some extent. So ultimately, we have lots of pieces of information here and we're seeing like real world data, which would back that up statistically. I would hazard a guess that it's probably accurate what we're looking at here. Uh, here. Well, it, it kind of vibes with what, you know, just what I'm seeing in the real world. It seems like the people who are getting sick right now are all people who are vaccinated. You know, it's all and people boosted. who are yeah, vaccinated and boosted. It really does seem that way. I mean, you know, everybody is in their own bubble. So I don't, I don't know if it's just, that's just reflective of, of, you know, the people I'm following on social media and the, the people who I'm hearing from, but it seems to me like the vast majority of people who are sick out there are the people who have been vaccinated and boosted. And, you know, it makes sense given all this data. It also kind of ties in as well to uh, 
the increase in life insurance claims. I mean, not only are these people getting sicker, but apparently they're getting so sick that they're dying in some cases. Um, life insurance claims, according to One America, uh, insurance company out of Indiana, 40% increase between the ages of 18 to 64 in uh, 2021. So yeah, the the vaccines are really, really doing a number on people. And it's not that these uh, increase in life insurance claims are just based on COVID. These are like all cause mortality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because in a lot of cases, well, in most cases, maybe I could even say in all cases, they're not tying it back to the vaccine. In, in I would say in most cases, I'm, I'm talking about like other types of um, diseases that people are, are dying from, such as cancer and those sorts of things. Nobody's going to look at that and say, oh, it's because of the vaccine. Um, you know, it can't, that can't even get into their mind, their orbit. Like it's, it's, mm -hmm. it, it's imperceivable. Well, and they don't even want to bring it up, right? Because... Uh already, as you said, Doug, people are, are seeing fully vaccinated, fully boosted individuals coming down sick with this Omicron variant. So to start pulling on that thread and doing away with their narrative by acknowledging that, that it's not 95% effective is kind of letting the cat out of the bag. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, you know, they, the, cause I've seen it a lot with uh, clients and they, they say, well, you know, at least I'm not hospitalized or I'm not going to die yeah. from it. And it's like, <laughs> I'm not sure how that's, uh, you know, yeah. uh, recognizing that essentially what we've been saying from the beginning, this is just a variation of a cold and flu. And yes, people do die from those types of illnesses, but this is just everywhere, all things, you know, I mean, well, the funniest it's, is hearing. It's hard to deny reality, right? <laughs> yeah. It, the funniest is hearing people think, about, like, say, "Oh, can you imagine how much worse this would have been if I wasn't vaccinated?" It's like, as if that's ah. even something that can be done. Like, how can you? You have to go back in time <laughs> in order to be able to say that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's like I mean, personally, I think that it's poss quite likely that the person might not have even gotten sick if they hadn't been vaccinated. Right. But anyway, there was a, a a quote from that article, the the expose one that said that um, vaccine passport holders, this is in Australia, vaccine passport holders are 2.2 times more likely to spread COVID than the unvaxxed who are denied vaccine passports and locked up in detention centers. How about that? So it's, it's, <laughs> it's truly becoming like an experiment. You have the control group, which is the people who have not taken the injectable, right? And then you have everybody else, but they won't do a study on that, right? Because it could be very damning to see that the people that decided to wait or hold off are not going along with the paradigm there, uh, you know, are faring much better, much better. And not having this acquired immunity deficiency happening as a result, you know, I mean, we're only what, like a year and a half into this experiment, what's going to happen in another year or two years, or as some of these articles are saying that, you know, there's going to be every 150 days, a new booster, like it's just going to be part of what you got to sign up for to, to be considered fully vaccinated. I mean, yeah. 
And, you know, well, they keep changing the definition of fully vaccinated too. now. It's more like, are you up to date on your shots? Because there's places that are doing the third booster and some are doing the fourth. And is it Israel that's proposing yeah. a fifth? Yeah. Oh, they are. I didn't hear that. They're proposing a fifth. Oh, my Ooh. God. And the thing is that I've seen clips of um, of coming out of Israel where the mainstream news is actually talking about this. They're actually saying, we have people in the hospital who are fully vaccinated. You know, what's going on? What's happening right now? Um, at least they, you know, I'm not from Israel, so I don't know. I, I couldn't really tell. It was just uh, subtitled. But um, it seemed like a, a mainstream news program where they were questioning this kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas you know, I don't see that on any American news stations or Canadian <laughs> for that matter. Just yeah. not common. That's the CDC's it, approach. Like, we, we just won't talk about that. We'll just, you know, uh, focus on continue to wear the masks or whatever the, yeah. uh, the, the choice of the day is, you know, go back to social distancing or whatever. Like, you know, it's, it's like Tiffany always says, like clown, clown show. Yeah. The, the ironic thing is, is that in Israel, I think, I mean, they were some of the first ones who went ahead went um forward with the idea of a um of this fourth booster despite there being no evidence for it um but they've uh, at least at the time of an article which was written about israel um they actually had the highest cases of covid or reported covid again we, we don't know how accurate the the measurements are but ultimately um you know, it, it's it's ironic that they were the, the the country with the highest amount of boosters, and yet they they've they've come out with one of the highest levels of 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 COVID, um, and kind of in relation to what we're saying in this this data that's been published by the um, the ONS in in the UK, I think it's not really a surprise. There's there's no surprise there ultimately because uh, because it does seem that these vaccines are are severely um, compromising people's immune systems, it really does. And and so whether what these people are getting is COVID, whether it's Omicron, or whether it's some other kind of a, you know, some something else that's going on. Um, either way, the vaccines are are not having a positive effect on people's immunity. And it's interesting, too, because that, that article I was talking about from America's Frontline Doctors, that was from back in December, um, they were saying, you know, because that's before the big Brewster rollout, I think, um, or maybe maybe not, maybe it wasn't. Right but, during it, right? Yeah. So it uh, started. Dr. Michael Yeadon was quoted as saying in that article, if immune erosion occurs after two doses and just a few months, and just a few months, how can we be exclude the possibility that effects of an untested booster will not erode more rapidly and to a greater extent? And that seems to be what we're seeing. You know, this, this article is from like two months ago, and that seems to be exactly what's being, being shown. So they were calling it all the way back then. You can see who you should be following. Again, I mean, there's, there's lots of memes going around um about uh you know conspiracy theorists and blah 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 and and essentially if you were to transport us back two years ago now almost exactly two years ago uh, essentially what you would see is that basically all of the or not all of them but the vast majority of 
conspiracy theories, whether it be um, the uh, vaccination to start with, whether it be the ongoing boosters, the locking down of the country, this the medical segregation based on vaccine status. Um, what else have we got? I mean, we've got um, the... Camps. Quarantine yeah, camps. Yeah. The quarantine camps. I mean, we've got the... Um, basically, you know, most of what was said and dismissed as a conspiracy theory was eventually adopted by governments. <laughs> and it really just goes to show that um, this smear campaign against anyone who who kind of, who speaks out against the um, the conventional establishment, very much the, um, they're, they're, they've shown themselves to be, to be factually correct, or at least more factually correct than, um, than, than, than the, than the official media. Yeah. Maybe that's where the, uh, the governments are getting their ideas from. They like, look at what the conspiracy theorists are saying are like, Hey, that's a good idea. We should actually do that. They go to Infowars every day. To yeah. Get their exactly. What's Alex Jones talking about? Let's do some of that. <laughs> Well, changing gears a little bit here, although it is still related, uh, there was an article in Nature that came out on February 3rd, highly virulent HIV variant found circulating in Europe. And it's basically, they have found this, um, yeah, a more virulent form of HIV. So, you know, speaking of acquired immune deficiency syndrome, um, they did an analysis of a hundred infected people. Um, and it suggests that the variant boosts the number of viral particles in a person's blood, making them more likely to transmit the virus. The variant also seems to lead to a reduction in immune cells called CD4 T cells. So infected people are at risk of developing AIDS much more rapidly than those with other versions of HIV. Um... Now, where did they find it? In Belgium, I think, or something like that. It's in Europe somewhere. Um, I think it was three countries. I think it was Belgium, mm. the Netherlands, and one other. Switzerland. Place. It was yeah. Switzerland, yeah. Yeah. So that's rather interesting, isn't it? Um, mm. It's actually really interesting in light of the fact that there was an article on Medical Express called Tests of HIV Vaccine Using MRNA Technology Have Begun. Just so, in time. Just in time. <laughs> yeah. Because they've only been working on that for 20 years and haven't figured it out, you know? Yeah. Well, do you guys remember when the Delta variant first came out, the, the COVID Delta variant, and that there was uh, some... I think it was that uh, YouTube personality called What's Her Face, but I, I might be wrong. It might not have been her. But somebody was correlating where outbreaks, I think it was of the Delta variant, were um, in comparison to where vaccine tests were going on. Um, and it was, there was like a high correlation. I don't know if it was perfect, but it was basically like all these places where this Delta variant was coming out happened to be the places where they were also doing trials of the uh, COVID mRNA vaccines. Just putting that out there. Not <laughs> you could draw your own conclusions, but I do wonder where they're, where uh, Moderna is actually testing their mRNA HIV vaccine. Interesting. Yeah, 
but un nonetheless, it is uh, it is rather convenient timing, isn't it? That we've got super AIDS flowing mm -hmm. around, and now all of a sudden we've got a super AIDS mRNA vaccine to take care of it. <laughs> Again, we make of that what you will. Super Fauci that was involved with both the right. AIDS thing <laughs> and the COVID. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> he was. Uh, he was all about the, uh, what's the medication called that they're on? AZT? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Super toxic. And of course, they had to make sure that everyone knows, that even though this highly virulent new HIV strain is going around, all their uh, current treatment initiatives will still work. So yeah, all their antivirals that they use to treat AIDS will still be effective against this new strain. So don't worry. We don't want to lose out on that income stream. <laughs> Another interesting point. Do you guys remember when they first did the full genome mapping of COVID and Dr. Luc Montagnier, I think it was on French TV was saying, yeah, there's uh, there's, there's components of that that are taken right out of the AIDS HIV virus. Um, yeah. And now we have a super strain of AIDS out there. Isn't that also interesting? It's like all these coincidences floating around. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, and and so so looking so that that kind of paper was published in Nature. I didn't have a look at the full study, but my impression of it was so the researchers based on the sequencing of the variants that they found, they found it in some areas of Europe and things. Based on this series uh, like the phylogenetic analysis, I think it is what what they they came to the conclusion or they hypothesized that okay this is likely uh what like 10 years old they yeah. they thought okay maybe this is 10 years old this uh this 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 mutation mm -hmm. but they only recently discovered it mm -hmm. right that's that's a key point they only recently discovered it and um they don't actually know whether it's 10 years old or not mm -hmm. so uh based on like i don't know how you would look at a viral kind of genome and be able to determine how old it is i think there are kind of set ways in which they tried to do that and and i don't i don't discount that that can be done um what i would be cautious of is is whether it's actually 10 years old you know whether um you know is this something which is you know, which which is actually is a result of, of of mass vaccination with with mRNA vaccines. I mean, that the reason I say this is because this is the kind of thing that people have warned about over the past two years. Is that when you come out with a gene editing technology, there are various kind of mechanisms by which you could theoretically at least get um, a situation where. Uh, that mRNA is kind of incorporated back into the human genome and that affects the human genome. Well, well how do we know that, that this is not the result of some kind of viral recombination or something iffy like that? I mean, I don't, I don't understand much about uh, genomics or, or genetics and I'm, I'm not really qualified to, you know, to, to make that much comment on it, but I do think it is interesting how it's all of a sudden been identified and they say that they think it's this old but you know is it, it, it kind of coincidental that we've been launching like mass gene editing technology for the past 
two years or well, for the past year, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we know from the previous 20 years of gene technology and food that there's unintended consequences. Mm-hmm. So there's no way that they didn't plan for that in using this. I mean, that's where Dr. Robert Malonis came and said for 20 years, we were working with these types of RNA gene edited technology, and there was always negative side effects of inflammation in the body. You know what I mean? So I think that's why um, the whole Joe Rogan debacle is happening the way it is, because the guy basically stated pretty clearly that they knew for 20 years that these unintended consequences were a very real reality, and it wasn't worked out at all. Whether or not that was their intention, you know, that goes into that whole conspiracy realm. Like, are they intentionally destroying the immune system of people to get everyone to subscribe to this, you know, GMO immune system in the future? You know, I don't know, but it's not looking good (laughs) for sure. Well, there was another story that was on RT uh over two years ago at this point or no how long ago is that december of 2020 um called said unexpected side effect australia scraps covid19 vaccine development after trials lead to false positives for hiv so i pulled this one up just because i thought it was interesting that you know australia was basically attempting to develop a vaccine back in december of 2020 and ended up bailing on it because the people who were trying it were getting these false positives for HIV. Um, just, I don't know. I mean, make of that what you will. I was kind of just thinking it, it, it just seems like, you know, with the whole thing about the, the MRNA possibly having HIV virus in the, uh, the, the RNA of it. And then you have Australia trying to uh, bring out a vaccine and they can't because they're getting false positives for HIV and we have this new strain showing up all of a sudden. It just, I don't know, I was just collecting all this stuff and it's, it's, it's again another thing where it's kind of like there's, there's a bit of a hazy picture there, but um, it does make me curious. Sends up a lot of red flags for sure. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. All right, well... Anything more we have to say on this one, guys? No, I think we're going to see this develop more and more as, as you know, uh, it seems like the UK is doing a lot as far as collecting data, you know, so can't really lie with the the data. And as we said, the wor- real world of actually seeing people that have gone along with the whole medical paradigm getting sick and making others sick as well, you know, it seems to be painting a pretty bleak picture so keep your immune system safe guys yeah don't get the vades don't get the vades avoid the vades all right thanks everybody for joining us uh for this episode be sure to like share subscribe should you feel so inclined and we'll be back next week with another exciting show talk to you soon bye bye